Welcome everyone to season three, episode 18 of the Hall of Fame show. And if you got e-store patterns, throw it all out whatever window you're looking at because this is one of our favorite days. This is actually the reason why really I have a website, Evan and I got to know each other and probably why you're even listening to us or watching us at all because mm -hmm. this is the reaction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022. Evan and I haven't talked about it, but I guarantee you there's going to be a few things that he's going to love about this. So we've gotten to know each other pretty well. Am, am, am I right, sir, before we go in any deeper? Oh, yeah. I mean, this class has me dancing on the ceiling. Well done. <laughs> no, I, I, I had to put that out there. No, this class is really good. Yeah. Um, the voters did a good job. Uh, the, um, there was the usual shenanigans by the Rock Hall and not in the way we anticipated because we didn't anticipate shenanigans. Um, yes. But I, I was pleasantly surprised with the way the shenanigans turned out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also completely shocked uh, about the way that the fact Chaka Khan is not in this hall at all. Yep. Um, uh, so, but no, it's, it's, it's a really good class um, despite what that one guy in Vulture thought. So... Well, I didn't see what the person in Vulture thought. So, yeah. okay, oh, so we'll awesome. talk about that. So we're going to combine your good, bad, and ugly and my elevator up, elevator down, because this all works in this grand scale, right? Yeah, 100%. So we'll do, we're going to talk about that for a bit, and then we're going to talk about those who left us. So we're really going to end on a downer. But Cest Levi. Yes. Kessera, Kessera. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a Canadian. French is in my blood. Mm. Mm. French so is in my, I'm an American. French is in my fries. <laughs> well, except for that one year where you had freedom fries. Yeah, I didn't live in that part of the country. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just get right to it. So first off, they chose seven. That's the first surprise. So let's look at the seven that they inducted uh, officially. So the seven top vote getters. Uh, this is in no particular order. Well, actually, actually, it's interesting because for the first time ever, the eight top vote-getters from the fan vote mm -hmm. all got in. Seven directly right. and one through the back door. Okay, yeah, because, you know, I'll, I'll admit, when I ignore the fan vote completely, because, mm -hmm. frankly, it's nothing more than a way to collect, collect data and increase uh, site traffic. That's all it is. And the people who are voting generally don't care what the fans are thinking, but often they're sharing similar views. So whenever it, whenever they get in from, from that pat, from that process, it's purely coincidental. Yeah, I agree. That's just me. Agree. Uh, let's start off with the one that's not. I don't even know that it's it's going to be no conversation for you and I at all because we knew this was going to be a lock. He would have been a lock if it was 10 years ago. And that's Eminem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, he's still a big star. If you don't believe that, I mean, he, out of the loaded group that was the halftime at the Super Bowl, they gave him the close. Mm -hmm. What, I don't need to say any more than that, do I? No, and they didn't hang him upside down for the blood rushers head either. So that had to be something. Um, <laughs> um 50 cents almost becoming a full dollar if you look at them lately but yeah that's, that's a cheap shot we we all get a little bit rounder just ask val kilmer um but 
but no, I mean, nobody thought, I mean, we all knew that Eminem was going to be a first ballot mm-hmm. a decade ago. It just, we just had to get to his class, right? Right. Um, there's no one surprised. Of course, I'm guaranteed that the people who are upset that, um, that um, Tupac is in are not as upset that Eminem is in. Um, but uh, clearly one of the cleanest rappers out there uh, in terms of rhymes. I'm not saying in terms of language. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. He's not Will Smith. Um, and uh, no, just, I mean, an absolutely mega dupe, super duper star. Uh, and there's no shock that he's in. So well, right, right now, Will Smith wishes he was, he was no Will Smith. Yeah, I mean, hey, Dave, Dave Chappelle got uh, attacked. You called it. Well, your friend called. Your my friend called. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, and uh, um, just, uh, for for reference, uh, one of Evan's good friends is a comedian. So, you know, he, he said the shit was going to happen. I can just have you talked to him since the Chappelle thing. I actually talked to him yesterday. Uh, he said, "Yep, this was just the first thing." Like he's told stories of like people have given him trouble before, but like last time he was in somewhere in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And there was a female comic on before him, and she was ripped mercilessly by the crowd. And then he went on and uh, he told a joke obliquely about Trump, not like even attacking Trump, just like mentioned Trump in a joke. And uh, some guy yelled at him. He's like, dude, whatever. And then when they tried to leave, the two of them went out the side door. The guy was waiting for them and said, you better keep your my presence name out of your goddamn mouth. And the girl said, what are you talking about? And he, the guy went after the girl like basically I, stuff he said i don't want to repeat and he's like that had never happened before that was a week after uh after will smith so i i think of all the new sayings over the last five years that i hate the most it's keep suck keep my name or keep whatever name out of your mouth yeah I don't remember hearing that five years six years ago kind of wish i never did it's uh pretty damn lame but yeah anyway so yeah, congratulations to Eminem. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, probably the easiest slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Of, I'd say almost easier than Tupac. Oh, of course easier than Tupac. Yeah. Uh, so one that I'm personally happy about, I don't know if you, you know this, I'm a huge fan of Duran Duran. Yeah, that's because you're not in, uh, you're not in uh, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Got a... Book bag and a humongous binder. Binder. Yeah, anyway. Trying out for the football team to prove that I'm a man. I guess I shouldn't tell them that I like Duran Duran. I will say, you know who does like Duran Duran? The voters on the site. Because Duran Duran mm-hmm. won the vote mm-hmm. by like almost 300,000 votes. 250,000 votes. When only, when only 934,000 were cast. So Duran Duran's voters came out like anything. They've got a strong fan base. This is a, I think, a very underappreciated band in terms of respect. And I guess sometimes it'll like when you first are known for style and look, mm-hmm. you, you know, you forget what you what you actually have underneath. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not like they're a flock of seagulls, though. Like they had a flock okay. of seagulls, which had like. Like the look, but also only had like one song and didn't really have they, much. They, they had a style. Mike's score did not look like Simon Lebon. There was no teenage, there was no preteen girls 
like I remember like I remember some of the people my classmates or my female classmates they would sort of like write their name as uh, actually my good friend Rebecca I just reconnected with and she said who I, actually she was my college friend and she she told me how she used to just write Becky Rhodes <laughs> you know shit like that no but there's no way she ever said Becky score yeah that wasn't happening yeah but I mean, Duran Duran, it's interesting because this Duran Duran was not what I thought the natural progression was going to be. But The Cure getting in got the Depeche Mode in, which got Duran Duran in. Like, this is going to become important later with who did not get in. Okay, so things I want to talk about. let's play with this because so, we can tie in with Elevator Up, Elevator Down. Uh, does Duran Duran really help anybody? Yeah. I think it does. I think it, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised that they came next. New Order has got to be here at some point. Right, but do they necessarily help them or is it just somebody even it's, slightly it's, similar? It's in this, it's, it's that spot. Every time you clear that spot out, this mm -hmm. helps the Smiths. And I don't think, I'm not saying the Smiths and Duran Duran are the same band at all. I'm right. not saying that. I'm saying they're put in the same spot with this voting. It's helps the Smiths that may help the replacements who have been nominated before. Um, it helps, it helps, uh, it definitely helps new order and, and or joy division. Um, I want both of them in separately, but if we need to combine one to get them in, I'm fine with that at this point. Why not? I mean, they're more related They're I guess they're related as the faces and small faces. Right. So, um, uh, like anyone in that sort of realm, this helps actually another band that if I don't mind tying it in right now, that yeah. also kind of helps the same one is the Eurythmics who yeah. are fourth in the vote. Again, Eurythmics are much more on the electronica side of things mm -hmm. comparatively, but they're sort of in the same general lane as Duran Duran would be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. very much so. Uh, so they're in, they're still touring. Mm -hmm. So Annie Lennox is still freaking amazing. And they are one of the many actually who were eligible since 2007. That's yeah, a, I was gonna say that. So I, I actually pulled this up because okay. I, I, I have my big spreadsheet, of course. And so, um, the class of 2007, I just want to tell you the progression here. So, 2007, they had one first time elected, which mm -hmm. was REM. REM was like 2007, no question, right. Then nobody until 2019, when Stevie Nicks became the first woman, uh, first female member of the Clyde McFadder Club, mm -hmm. uh, which good, thankfully for Clyde McFadder, who's the first was inducted twice. Otherwise, no one have any idea who he was at this point. So it's 2019. Since then, Depeche Mode 2020, Duran Duran 2022, Rhythmix 2022, and the guy I said earlier, mm -hmm. Lionel Richie 2022. So that's well, five in the last five in the last three years after none in the previous 11. You know, so you're talking about the Clyde McFadder Club, the one person club of Eric Clapton. Do you think, yeah, do you think uh, anyone just wants to be in that club right now? Because Eric, if his middle name was get off my lawn, would that really surprise anybody? But there's another guy I always thought was overrated, but that's neither here nor there. Lionel Richie, if I had one surprise, since you brought that up, of any of this group, I... Okay, I don't get it. I, I never thought that Lionel Richie's solo career was all that impressive. It's just watered down pop, pop R&B. That's all that was. Uh, kudos to him for some of these songs lasting. I never would have thought in the, out of all his hits in the 80s that the most enduring one would be Hello. 
Hello. What a joke. I'm creepily stalking this blind girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a music video for those who don't remember that. Yeah, I, I think my favorite part though too is just when he goes hello, and then he forgets about the phone, and he's just looking at the camera. <laughs> well, she can hear. She can't see you, dumbass. But. Yeah. Uh, and I think for me, not a very smooth segue there for me, but, but, but uh, just, just by the way, the, the only other member of the class of 2007 who's ever been nominated as a replacement. So I said before, yeah, I don't think there's going to be anybody else unless you're a big. Well, actually, I take that back. No, I take that back. 2007 has several who probably still should go just also out there for 2007. I was looking at the top half of the alphabet here. Okay. We still have Motley Crue, who we were both shocked mm. enough and nominated. Yep. New Order. Phil Collins, uh, Tears for Fears, The Bangles, um, Wang, well, I don't think Wang Chung, but there's a whole bunch of them still. Panorama, Bad Religion. There are a few that we could see at some point here coming coming through. Uh, Husker Du, if you're a big Husker Du person. I am, actually. Also kicks, but... <laughs> I, not, after you said Wang Chung, I'm just trying to picture, you know, all right, so we're going to... Wait, we've just inducted Wang Chung. All right, now everyone, Wang Chung tonight. That's your clothes for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. And, and everybody just gets an epileptic seizure because of the video. So. Yeah, I forgot all about that video. I, you don't watch enough 80s music videos. I've tried to introduce my kids to uh, old music a little bit at a time. So. How's it going? My son's really on it. My daughter, not so much. Although I said, who's this playing the other day? It was Dub's Cry. My son is seven. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's King, right? <laughs> like close it's close <laughs> musical royalty i'll give it yeah so anyway but yeah uh so for me the commodore should have been in way before lionel richie 100 percent on that so does this help or hurt the commodores i don't know because like I, I, I was sort of thinking the same thing because lionel richie is not a clyde mcfatter guy to me at all so if he were but the commodores are still out there i think this hurts them this is an elevator down yeah i mean honestly what's hurt the commodores more than anything and again it's it's not exactly the same sort of thing but the fact the spinners haven't gotten anywhere mm -hmm. the spinners are one of those every dresses in the suit thing like the temptations did yeah and even though the commodores and the spinners are not the same i'm not claiming that in any way the spinners are kind of in the Commodore's way. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think the Commodore's, I, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. So I, I think they're behind also Cool in the Gang. Oh yeah, Cool in the Gang is another one. We were shocked wasn't even nominated. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're losing members of Cool in the Gang super fast. Let's get these guys in. Right now it's just Cool and a couple of guys. All right, that was bad. Let's move on. Sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, Lionel Richie's hits here. So he had one, two, three, four, five number ones five? in his career. Yep. Okay. So, uh, is that with? Is, let's see. Well, uh, obviously, it's a uh, all night long. Yep. All uh, night. Is it just title all night? I just thought it was all no, night. It's all night long, and then parentheses all night, just in case you're confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was thinking, have I been wrong this whole time? Okay, all right. I forgot about the parentheses. Mm. Uh, hello, uh, 
probably hello. went to number one. Yeah, hello went to number one. Dancing on the ceiling? That one oh, topped out at number two. Okay. Why am I blanking on this? He had, uh, a, he had a duet that also went to number one as one of these. Probably with somebody I can't I, I couldn't care with, with Diana Ross. Oh, okay, okay. I can hear it in my head, but I is it my and okay. So what are the other two? So it would have been before. Yeah, my endless love was the first one. Did say you say me. Say you say me. That was the last like. one. Yeah, that was his last one. The other one was 1982's Truly. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So, I don't know. but anyway, Dolly Parton. I I think we've already talked this one to death. Uh, when she got nominated, we both said they're gonna vote for. Uh, Dolly's gonna go. So she is going to go to the ceremony. She'll be a part of it and she will be awesome. She will be humble and she will probably be, she'll probably outrock, well, she could outrock Lionel, that's for damn sure. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that's not that hard. Ooh, so actually, look, let's look at the, ooh, Pat Benatar and Dolly sort of singing Heartbreaker together. Wow. Or Pat Benatar and Dolly singing Jolene. That one I'd love to see too. I don't necessarily want the one to see uh, Love is a Battlefield because I don't think, I think Dolly will take out the first two rows if she does the shimmy. <laughs> Sorry. That grandma is a national treasure. You be careful, sir. I don't think that's necessarily a shot. Dolly will tell you that she's well endowed. That's, I, I've openly said, I got it wrong that I never ranked her. Mm. I was, I was way off on that. It'll make it a lot easier to revise that portion of the list. That's for sure. Well, well, here's a question. So Dolly, by the way, I had her in, in, incorrectly in 1989. You were right. She, should, she has been eligible since the very beginning of the Rock Hall in 1986 because her first song came out in 68. Mm -hmm. um, so she would have been past 25 years in 86. Um, what does this do for country with the hall for you? So I'm, I'm wondering if this is finally what gets Willie Nelson to the forefront. It could. Willie should have been ahead of her. All due respect to Dolly. I, I, I truly believe that. Because uh, Willie has had far more overall success. I honestly think that even though his music doesn't have more crossover appeal, he does. Despite yes. Dolly being the treasure that we all say that she is. Hey, it's funny that Betty White died and Dolly became the new Betty White. Uh, whenever Willie Nelson, may he live a long time, dies, Snoop is going to take over for him. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I Man, Snoop, the, the thing about Snoop, I, 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 I give more power to him. This guy could shill tampons and he's still going to get accepted. Like, I don't know how he does it when he's probably one of the biggest sellouts I've ever seen. Whatever, it's, it's just Snoop. He can get away with it. There's only a handful of people who could get away with being the shill that he is. Yep. I, and I don't know how he does it. And I don't know how he manages not to lose any credibility. I, I don't get it. Because he's Snoop, man, and he's the coolest. I guess so. They're, man, man. Oh, well. Uh, so, yeah, Dolly's going to show up. She'll, she'll be awesome. And, hmm. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, 
Oh, how about this? Eminem does uh does does Stan and Dolly does the Dido part. Ooh, interesting. And, yeah, but uh, sorry, I'm I'm just going back to uh, I'm going back to Dolly's induction and what that means. Um, does this do anything for Leslie Gore? Does this do anything for uh, Nancy Sinatra? Maybe. Does this do anything for like I'm trying to think? As I mean, was Dolly nominated because they finally put Carol King in? Like I'm trying to figure out like what the pattern is here for how people how they're going with everything, particularly with the female artists. Because this that's, that's one thing I'll say right now. This is the greatest class for female artists ever. Ever. It is. Uh, four acts. I I didn't even look to see if there that was a record. I know it has to be. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. There are four, three solo artists and one, mm -hmm. one, I mean, Eurythmics, which is Annie Lennox four. and one, yeah, one other guy. Yeah, so, but I mean, like four and, acts and, that have female representation. Correct. So, I mean, that, that that's a total record. Uh, I don't know if we'll see that again. If we are, I worry, because if they want to keep doing that pattern, you only have X amount that you can do. Yeah, well, I mean, they got three of the, I mean, they still have Diana Ross. They still have Cher. No, and I'm not saying that there's they not. Still have, they still have Dionne Warwick, who deserves to be in. Is like, it, there's, they're, they're a bunch still out there. Sure, but, but you can't do four in the next five years and then say, well, we got to keep doing this. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but my yeah. point is, if this happens again in the, sometime in the next two or three, I'm not going to be shocked. No, I wouldn't be either. I wouldn't be either. No. So maybe this sort of like just helps other women in general. How about Cheryl? Not Cheryl, girl. But Sarah McLaughlin, one you're huge on. No, I mean, it's what, at some point they have to induct one of the the little fair ladies. Well, Carl. Okay, so the next one helps someone like uh, Sarah and, and that group more. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah and, and, and Cheryl Crow, I'd say, too. Yeah, uh, I'm not huge on Cheryl Crow being, but but whatever. It's still not the worst thing that they've ever done. So let's look at Carly Simon, mm -hmm. uh, who was not going to get in before Carol King got in. 100%. Yeah, and it's not knocking Carly's work. Carly has a lot of great songs that she's done. Uh, one of the most enduring songs ever in You're So Vain, in my opinion. I think that's mm -hmm. yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, the song is so enduring. Someone paid, what, $25,000 to find out who it was written about? I think it, legitimately that happened. Well, what, it was Warren Beatty, though, wasn't it? Uh, I think it, it, it was Warren Beatty or is it um, Don Knotts? Yeah, I can't it was Don Knotts. It was definitely Don Knotts. Yeah, I think that was a Family Guy joke, so I, just, I ripped that off. It could have been Richard Gere. Richard Gere wasn't famous. No, it was Richard Gere. No, I think you're right. So. Now if it was Richard Harris. <laughs> uh, and I don't really have that much on Carly Simon. I, I just think that was the natural thing after like after Carol King, and I just, it, it felt like the, the, it was going to be hard for her not to get picked. Mm -hmm. Well, she only had one number one, by the way, just You're So Vain. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But did, did have, you know, a few, the few albums. 
Yeah, and, and no, nobody nobody does it better, of course. It, but that topped out number two. So yeah. So I don't have any more on Carly, unless you've got. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just I I feel like um, I feel like it's just another person off the list of the backlog. I know you and I feel differently about the female representation. I don't mean to make it sound like you're some sort of misogynist. Um, but, yeah, that, that's not if there's a much more nuanced position you have, you and I just disagree. I understand your position. We just disagree on it. Um, but the, this is doing some correction of at least balancing that out a little. But again, almost all solo artists, which tends to happen with with um, female artists rather than groups. So, okay. well, so here's one we both got wrong a couple years ago. When Pat Benatar was nominated, yeah, well, you and we, I would we have weren't, said, we weren't wrong. The voters were wrong. <laughs> they were, but now they were right. So Correct. one giant difference. She was nominated by herself. And if, if people are listening, well, of course, of course she was. Ah, the first time she wasn't. She mm -hmm. was nominated with her husband slash collaborating partner, Neil Giraldo who's pretty much been with her from day one, still together, I believe. Yeah, they're still together. He still plays the lead guitar for her. Mm -hmm. So. And I wonder, is that the difference? Because I, I did have the chance like, some time ago to interview like one person who was, who was a voter. And she was put off by the fact that she, that she was nominated with, and that was actually, I think, before she got a vote, with, uh, with her husband. So, did that change some of the voters' minds? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. May, may have also been like when um, when Radiohead was nominated and, and didn't get in the first time. The second time, you're like, oh, how do we screw this up? Like, so there's sometimes you're like, oh, this is so obvious. I'm going to vote for somebody else. And then enough people do that that it doesn't but, work out. But so. they said they weren't going to go. Mm. They already had plans. And Radiohead, as critically loved as they are, they're just that one small step below. Well, it's, it's, it's atrocious if we don't put them in. Because it's not like the fan base or even the people who love them say are really pushing for it. They didn't. Mm. They don't care for the most right. part. So if, if there was going to be any, what I would have called, how the hell did they not get in the first first round or first first year? That they will probably be it for that reason. And then they got they got the second time, and I think they still didn't show up. I think only people did or something. I they don't really play. remember. I know Tom York didn't go. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, the whole thing just made him paranoid. Uh, ah. I good job, kid. A for you. Oh, well done. Well done. Well. Wow. How do I work in creep? Oh, I'm not going to bother. Uh, the, the, if you work in creep, I'll have to call the Carly police. God damn it. You keep trumping me. Every uh, time. Radiohead is my uh, cover police, is, by the way, my favorite Radiohead song. I love that song very, very much. Well, it's so, not below. Uh, by the way, Pat Benatar never had anything go above five on the charts in her career, which is crazy to me. Hmm. Interesting. She, uh, Interesting. Love is a battlefield and we belong both hit number five. Hit me with the best shot. We hit nine. Invincible hit ten. And sh uh, shadows of the night. 
hit 13. So I was reading in, I think it was a predictor. I think it was, I think it was Vulture. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter what it was. And uh, so it was different people saying why they would or why they didn't vote for them. Uh, and the one who said, I, I didn't vote for Pat Benatar, said, well, if you remove her completely, does anything change in the rock? Yeah, that, that's the article I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that guy went and said, "If you remove him completely, does anything change?" And then went on to bring up Kate Bush and like two other people I had never heard of before in my entire life, as how it was being more disturbing. And I was like, "What percentage of people, honestly, alive today, can name a single Kate Bush song?" Not a whole lot, and that's not a shot no. at Kate Bush. Kate it's Bush. not a shot at Kate Bush. It's a shot at the argument. I'm not. I'm not saying Kate Bush doesn't belong. It's just an argument that, like, well, I'm not voting for Pat Benatar because she had a few song, a couple songs a few years ago, and you could remove her from music, and nobody would remember. But Kate Bush, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I think a lot of the people who came after Kate Bush would have happened with or without her. You know, like Tori Amos, like the Fiona Apple. Yeah, is Kate Bush really that logical progression, or is she just this? very interesting quirky kind of songwriter she's i say more quirky because of her high-pitched voice she's pre-bjork Ooh, okay i like that i mean and it's it's interesting kate bush getting in actually opens the door to a lot more people than any other folks in i mean does pat just going back does pat benatar Mm -hmm. open the door for anybody not really so, because the only really band left now from the 80s who you're like, I can see people sort of pounding the table for now that the Go Go's are in, the Eurythmics are in, and Pat Benatar is in. Uh, well, I mean, in terms of band, are the Bangles. And I don't really that see. That was opened by the Go Go's. That has nothing to do with Pat Benatar. That is true. Uh, I mean, what does Pat Benatar help Cindy Lauper? No. You would have thought that Madonna would have. Yeah, well, but Madonna being voted in and then not showing up was such a slap in the face. So many people, Madonna put set back voting women in on her own for a long time. Mm. Okay, well, Janelle Monet, who is one of the pictures that they use on the Future Rock Legends Mm. as one of the people there for that. All right, and I'm going way off here. She now, oh, sorry, they now say they're non-binary. What does this mean? I don't know. I don't either. Because, because you so can't. Now, here's what I do know. Janelle Monet can sing like anything. Yeah, sure. But. Is that going to help or hurt? I don't know. I, was Janelle Mon- I know Janelle Monet got, in, in our game, in our game, in our version of things that we voted on, I think Janelle Monet was first ballot when she got up, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I don't know if that means anything. No. <laughs> so Pro- probably not. Uh, all right. The Eurythmics or Eurythmics, because we, we, we did that already. Well, I yeah, but I mean, is there any is there anything more there? I, I'm very happy because I'm a huge Annie Lennox fan. I think Dave Stewart's a genius. Uh, mm-hmm. a very much underappreciated part of that. I mean, Annie gets all the the face I mean, and she should mm-hmm. but she it, the rhythmics do not happen if it's not 
for with Dave Stewart. 100%. And I, I just want to give him a shout out that he just doesn't always get on this because I think more people are going to focus and rightfully so on Annie. So I just right. wanted to, to point that out. And again, another one that was for 2007. Do you uh, think Annie ever gets it for her solo career? No. And she should. No. She should. Just wondering. Yeah. I mean, they've nominated Sting for his, so who knows? <laughs> that has, that I think is, remains my least favorite nomination of all time. What? Sting. Least favorite combination? No, nomination. Oh, nomination. I thought you said combination. That's why I was confused. Okay, oh. that makes more sense. If Sting teamed up with the big boss man, would that make them the police? Only wrestling fans will get that joke. Well done. Thank you. Okay, so the other inductees are, and this has got a lot of people a bit twisted. And I, I don't know the, that I'm among them, but I don't know that this helps any other metal backs. So let's just get to it. The Musical Excellence Award, which basically we don't know what the, what the criteria is. They say what it is, but it isn't. Nobody knows. What it is, is just a, what did I write? Uh, the Hall's way of inducting people who the Hall wants, but can't get voters to select or, or worthy inductees that they have no real viable path. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have. First with Judas Priest, and then later with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Love that induction, by the way. But Yes. Well, with, with Judas Priest, they're at least, I'll give them credit. The Hall is self-aware. They know that they have a metal problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% they know they have a metal problem. And they've got a voting base that doesn't agree. So what mm -hmm. do you do? Is this going to do a damn thing for Iron Maiden? No. Because that same base isn't going to vote for them. I mean, Iron Maiden's been nominated before. Motorhead has been nominated before. Um, I would love to see how few people voted for MC5. Probably right. not very many. Yeah, I think that's what I'm more surprised at. If they're going to put... Because we know they do this stupid thing where they take someone off the ballot who people could have voted for and put them in on their own way. They did this last year with LL Cool J. Um, but they all... Yeah, but LL Cool J was at least nominated. They did it with Kraftwerk, and I love Kraftwerk, obviously. I still have to change the damn logo because I still have them there. But Kraftwerk wasn't nominated last year. So that's where I think you and I thought that Shaka was going to get this spot right. because she wasn't nominated. So I think we thought, okay, well, they figured, why put her through it? We're just going to put her in this way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, and they've done that before, like the, the Gil Scott Heron last year had never been nominated and they put put him in at least at least i mean i'm i'm just i am shocked though that if they were going to take someone off of the list of the nominees and put him in judas priest has a much better shot of getting nominated and in than mc5 at this point why was an mc5 instead who predates judas priest and i'm not quite sure are more important and are more, yeah, no, no offense, but yes, they are. Yeah, because if you want to go by that, that gentleman's argument, or was it a gentleman? I don't, I didn't even look at Well, we don't know. It's, it's someone who'd been a voter for 20 years. Okay. Right. I, 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 I tweeted afterwards that uh, voter number two sounded like she'd be sitting on it, drinking Bartles and James in his front porch swing, yelling at the movie herd squirrels to get off his property. Like, <laughs> I don't think this is 
I don't understand how people like Voter 2 exist. These are people who are heavily in the music industry and actively hate music. So they go saying that all the nominees he came up with were essentially subpar and that uh, the voters bailed out the committee for the terrible job they did. And I, I think so too. Let's say I'm a voter and I didn't vote for that for, for Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Am I a little bit pissed? Maybe. Yeah, again, they shouldn't do it this way, but they do. Mm-hmm. So this should open the door for Iron Maiden and Motorhead. It doesn't. It doesn't do a goddamn thing for them. I don't think this helps anybody. Probably not, just because everybody hates metal. Yeah. All the voters do. Um, the only sure thing they ever th- thought would have been Metallica and ACDC. Mm-hmm. And how long, how long did it take Black Sabbath to get in? I'm trying to remember. I don't think very long, but I'm not sure. Was it was their eighth, they got in their eighth nomination. Well, their eighth, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm happy for Judas Priest, but it doesn't help anybody. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if they were going to do this, I, I think like you, like you said, I mean, I, I thought you do it either for MC5 who were nominated, who need it more, mm-hmm. or you just go with Shaka Khan because you're just going to nominate her again next year. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. And the same group of people aren't going to vote for her. Yeah. Or maybe they will. I don't know. Who knows? Well, talk, let's talk about the other folks who yeah, are. Eugene and Jerry Lewis, uh, uh, brilliant producers. Uh, if they are not names that roll off your tongue, of, of, off your mind, their music is. Uh, pretty much New Jack Swing exists almost right. purely because of them. Janet Jackson got in because of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy Jam and Jerry, Terry Lewis. Like we, uh, uh, Richie Leitner was asking us who we were going to do for the other yeah. categories. And I was like, I can't think of anybody. And then I sent him that. And then after it's like, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are probably a good okay. choice. And I didn't say anything about it. I wish I'd gone on record with it. Um, but yeah, they are very, very worthy of being in. O- yeah. Overdue. Yeah. Uh, maybe Janet can come there and induct them. And, oh, <laughs> the early influence category. Elizabeth Cotton, I don't have much to say, say about her. I, I can't be, I, I've seen her stuff afterwards, clearly influential. I can't say I knew her ahead of time. And Harry Belafonte, I, mm-hmm. I hear Justin Trudeau's got a costume just so that he can induct him. Oh boy. He did do it. Look it up. I, dude, I know he did. I know he did. I was just wondering if we, <laughs> I, we need to change the sign. How many episodes since uh, reminding you that, Harry, <laughs> that uh, Justin Trudeau is a racist piece of shit? Uh, Kirk has gone three weeks. Oh, zero weeks. Zero weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry Belafonte is the oldest inductee, living inductee ever into the Rock Hall and is now the oldest uh, living member of the Hall. Uh, he's 95 years old. Yeah. But again, you want to talk early influence on music? That's a hard argument to make that Harry Belafonte doesn't qualify. And he's never been on my radar. 
And I'm ashamed no, of myself for that. He's, he's actually, he wasn't on my list of all the names I have. Mm-hmm. Harry Belafonte wasn't there. Yeah. So. And, and, and it's, it's a phenomenal choice. Actually, that might be 100%. It might be my next deep dive of just uh, deep cuts or, or just a search of a lot of his, his music. And uh, the Ahmed er- Erdogan, I never pronounced that. Just, just by the way, I, I actually think Harry, Bel- Harry Belafonte helps somebody, believe it or not. Who's up? I, I, the first person who comes to mind, I was like, oh, Harry Belafonte's in. I wonder if they're going to put Celia Cruz in next. Ooh. I just really feel like this is a, a Celia Cruz is now on the radar sort of situation. So just throwing that out there. I like that. I like that. And uh, the Ahmed er- Erdogan Award which attorney alan grubman i don't know who that is i think that name was familiar but keep talking i'll get out who it was okay uh, executive and producer jimmy ivine and sugar hill records founder and former performer Syl- sylvia robinson mm-hmm. uh alan grubman represents superstars record companies and their executives he looks like a harvey firestein character mm. oh turn yeah uh a record label attorney that's somebody i want to see in the rock hall yeah i'm just assuming that he was i, I don't know I, his I don't client know. his client list here's why he's in his client list is springsteen madonna u2 john mellencamp rod stewart puffy combs luther vandross elton john jennifer lopez mariah carey and andrew lloyd weber among others also little little stevie put in a call did he uh how about my little stevie, little, stevie has, little stevie has no power to do anything come on oh no of course not uh, now here's a here's the fascinating part. Let's look at those who did not get in. Yes, um, we've already talked about a couple. Yeah, so a tribe called Quest. I didn't think they were going to get in. I like them a lot. They weren't getting in. They weren't getting in while Eminem was on the ballot. No, because they're, they're never putting two rap groups in the same year. I think they were a shit on the wall nomination. Let's nominate them and see what happens. Mm. Is what I think. I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, like, they're certainly yeah. worthy. I, I, I mean, they and Wu-Tang are the two massively overlooked groups at the moment. I'm for Wu-Tang getting in. Yeah. So but, I was I was surprised that Tribe Called Quest got nominated, nominated first, mm-hmm. but I was glad to see the nomination. I like seeing them on the radar. Uh, I want to see where that goes. But if next year, if it's Wu-Tang instead, I'm not going to be shocked. Yep. Uh, Beck, uh, I, think, I, I'm a little stunned because he really hits all the things they love, isn't it? Yeah, but he didn't do he didn't do well in the fan vote either, though. Uh, I, I think maybe when it comes right down to it, a lot of people just casual fans like, oh, he's the loser guy, oh, he's the two turntable guy, and then he was the guy who uh, got interrupted by Kanye when he won a Grammy for something that nobody listened to or bought, and he just stood there. With the same look that Taylor Swift had, mm. I don't know. Yeah. So I, that maybe that sort of translates. I don't know. Uh, Devo, you and I said that when Kraftwerk got in, Devo was helped out the most. Mm-hmm. They're still going to probably be on the radar again. But can can I can I just say can we get Herbie Hancock a nomination at some point here too, please? That'd be nice. Or like a musical excellence award or something because we've got Kraftwerk in. Very few other people were as important in development of electronic music as Herbie Hancock. So, mm-hmm. and he wasn't just all electronic; he had a whole career before that. 
So I would really like to see a Herbie Hancock thing. I'm just throwing that out there now as someone else who gets on their radar here soon. So and with Rocket, a very pioneering music video. Incredible. Well, yeah, the whole the song, everything is pioneering. So and that will open the door for Harold Faltermeyer. No. Okay. Open the door for Daft Punk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dion Warwick. Well, I, I she knew she wasn't getting in. At least her friends did. Well, it was a bit of deja vu there, huh? Yeah. That's actually my favorite Dion song, by the way. Well, D- I mean, Dion is now, this is her second nomination. She will be back next year. They cleared a lot of the other folks out who are in her way. Um, I'm imagining we're going to see Diana Ross next year, finally, at this point. Yeah, um, but if you put her there, you got to take Dion out. You got to take Dion out. If, I mean, if you put Cher there, you can take Dion out. I don't think you do. I think if you put Diana Ross, you have to. How about Mariah Carey? I don't think Mariah Carey hurts Dion Warwick, though. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Two two completely different eras. Yeah, but on the so, same Batman, well, it's true. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I mean, I think Dion would be hurt by Diana Ross. I think she might be hurt by. Uh, um, oh, I can't think of a name. From hold on, I gotta go back and look at my thing here. I want to make sure I'm not saying the wrong name. Uh, yeah, Mary Wells. I want to make sure I because I screwed that before. I think Mary Wells shows up. Someone like back from the day, the original stuff. I think that might hurt her, but that's about it at this point. Yeah, I've reached the like when we used to before we ever did this on video. Then we would just do written predictions. I would be. Every every year, Mary Wells is gonna. It's it's gonna be her time. I've stopped. I've I've stopped even thinking it's gonna happen. It's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So, uh, Fela Kuti, that's my guy. Uh, Again, then- and I I have I laughed half a decade <laughs> ago when you brought him up for the first time, and then he showed up in 2021. I was like, I owe you an apology. So that would have Fela's, been. That was another person who the Musical Excellence Award absolutely signed for. Absolutely. Because uh, what wouldn't it's it's, it's kind of funny or sad? I don't know which. Maybe neither. That a lot of people, their first taste of African music is actually Paul Simon in Graceland. Yeah, that's now we're so politically correct. It's like, well, I mean, he appropriated their culture. He didn't appropriate. He he brought them with him. Right. He, no. Yeah. And I'm no Paul Simon guy. I mean, like, only because, you know, you hear a lot of shit about him, but uh, that's not, that's neither here. One one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Right, right. But Paul Simon uh, definitely knew who Fela Kuti was. 100%. I mean, all of these these people did. Yeah, and and, uh, I mean, Paul Simon and then after him... um, uh, why can't his name from Genesis? Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel yes. did a whole bunch of stuff there too. Absolutely, and you know, just the music that's coming out of Africa right now, uh, you know, especially uh, Nigeria, in terms of uh, just popular music. A lot of this doesn't happen without Fela. Oh, hundred percent, it does happen. And Fela's what the third most sampled artist of all time. Is he? I didn't even know that. He's, he's way up there at sampling. A lot of his beats get okay. sampled for stuff, and you don't realize it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't even know that. He's, he's one of the most sample. I'll, I'll look that up while we're talking. Okay. 
yeah, so that's somebody who would, who would be perfect there. I'm glad that he was nominated a second time. And I thought this would have been another strong possibility for, mm-hmm. as you said, uh, the Musical uh, Excellence Award. And again, we don't even know how many, because what was it, three last year, now it's two? Yeah, it's... You never know with them. They don't know what they're doing. No. Um, so that's one thing that hasn't changed under the new regime, which is, and eh, we're just going to do what we want. Just at least what they're doing. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking just quickly. Coldplay has sampled him, most deaf, Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I thought when you started that sentence, like, no, actually, Coldplay is the third most to sample to act of all. No, yeah, no, Coldplay, no one's ever going to sample Coldplay. Um, Missy oh. Elliott, Timberland, Black Alicious. Yeah, uh, Coldplay just steals from Joe Satriani, but that's another story. Check that okay. out, if people. Google that, and you think like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You'll see. Just do that. Uh, all I want to say is, if you play the first part of uh, "Creep" by Radiohead, and all I need is the air that I breathe into "Love You" by, by the Hollies, they have the exact same song for about halfway through. So hmm. they're, they're legitimately the exact same song if you overlaid one on the other. All right, I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, Kate Bush, we've kind of already talked about her. Uh, She's 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 one of a kind. She only helps Bjork. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Well, no, I guess I mean she helps more than Bjork. I, here's the thing: at some point, those little fair girls have to get in. Somebody does. You'd think. You'd think, but I mean, Sarah McLaughlin, uh, the creator of Little Fair, is more known for you. You 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 hear her music, and now you think of dying dogs. Yeah, that 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 may have done. Yeah, that that may have done for her chances. What you don't bring me flowers anymore did for Neil Diamond for a long time. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough, which is why I think Cheryl Crow is going to be the first mm. of them. Um, uh, I am me. I mean, there is the four of them at the front, right? So Cheryl Crow. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, Sarah McLaughlin, who my again, my wife is looks the midpoint between uh, Sarah McLaughlin and um, and uh, what's the name from Fifty First Dates? Ed Drew Barrymore. Oh, if you can put their their face in the middle, that's my wife. Um, okay. And uh, and I guess maybe Jewel. Like I don't know if Jewel's ever getting in. That Saturday Night Live skit did her in beyond anything. Yes, <laughs> a little bit of John Lovitz. Yeah, yeah. You can't even tell. The difference between your songs, um, but uh, yeah, I somebody has to get in, and Kate Bush getting in, I'm sure would help them all, but it would directly help Bjork. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of don't want to see them nominate her next next year because wh- why do you think it's going to be any different? It's not. Yeah, you need to take a break every once in a while. She's been not. It's been a, she was nominated last year and this year, but it's been a while uh, bef- since they had nominated her before that. Um, so. Yeah, just take a break for a little bit. And then here's two others. Then we talked a bit about MC5, but MC5 New York Dolls, both of them definitely belong in, in my opinion. But they hurt each other. Well, yeah, it's like how it's like tell me you don't want them to get in without telling me you don't want them to get in. Right. Put them on the same ballot. They're barely getting in on on their own merit. They're going to cancel each other out. Yeah. Yeah, this was the worst ballot for them, just because each other is there. Yeah, uh, I, I MC Five 
were way ahead of their time. It's so hard to believe that Kick Out the Jams is pre-1970. Pretty sure it was mm-hmm. pre-1970. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. That, which is so crazy considering where music was just four, five, six years earlier. 69, February of 69. Okay, yeah, it, it's inconceivable. Inconceivable that this could actually take place. So going to that vulture guy, I mean, like you can't write the history of music without without MC5 being part of it. New York Dolls, maybe? Yeah. They, they, someone just, they, they're described here on, on Wikipedia as a proto-punk band. They are punk. They are the beginning of punk is MC5. So speaking of which, by the way, there's a series coming out on the Sex Pistols on Hulu. Oh, okay. I, it looked, I saw a preview for it and uh, the commercial on YouTube. Usually I skip those things. I'm like, wait a second. That looks like Johnny Rotten to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks really, really good. I have no idea if it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's starting, I guess, uh, June 1st. So you and I may have to just watch that for. Uh, that could be a review. 100%. Yeah, that, that show. We could expand because like I don't do enough shows. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the current, the current uh, sports and whatever. Oh God! So yeah. you're just I, just I'm gonna bad. do winning t- winning time in the. Uh, I got more than the, I can handle uh, right now. I know. But it's so all we, got, we got one. We got one left. Well, actually, one more thing on on New York Dolls, if I could. Okay, I, sure. Forgive me if I brought this up before. Um, I still remember being colossally in shock because uh, I wasn't. So, like, born in 72, I'm not listening to New York Dolls, obviously, as an infant. Um, but when I was old enough, then they could stay up on Saturdays and watch Saturday Night Live. And then I'm discovering music going way back. And I still, I, I, I know that no, Jaws don't actually hit the floor unless you actually trip over something. But metaphorically, when I learned that Buster Poindexter, that same goofball that I just wanted to, like, take a mm-hmm. golf club to, because I just found him so colossally annoying, Hot singing, hot, hot, hot. I don't, I don't know who I hated more, him or G.E. Lewis. I just hated that guy too. Fair enough. And that smug face, you piece of shit. <laughs> I got no reason to hate him. I just did. Still, right, I'm, I'm, I'm switching the swearing at random forgotten celebrities back down to zero for you. <laughs> <laughs> we need props. Yeah, I do need props. Yes, yeah, so I like all I got props. So. Yeah. <laughs> And learning that he was, a, that as I'm discovering all this old, punk, like the history of punk, it's like, but that's the same guy? Yeah. Or even learning it was the same guy from Scrooged as the ghost of Christmas uh, present, no, past. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, at one point in my life, thought that the New York dolls were just the first version of the Dresden dolls. <laughs> Which are a Boston-based band. No, yeah, I know I know they're <laughs> uh, and then the last one. Well, you say this far better than I. Uh why you would vote for and just tell everyone why you'd vote for Rage Against the Machine while not necessarily thinking that that why they wouldn't necessarily be in your top five. Yeah, so so Rage Against the Machine is in my top group out of this just because they are in everybody's way. Like we got Pearl Jam, we got Nirvana. Rage is the next one they've come up with. Now, whether it's because Tom Morello is on the nominating committee or 
despite it. I know when Tom Merlin on the nominating committee, they nominated uh, Alice in Chains. That's one Alice in Chains uh, nomination they got because he refused to, to have them even considered on their first year of eligibility, right? Um, so, since then, they've now been nominated. This is number four for them. Number four, okay. So like they're nominated in 18, 18, 19, 21, and 22, mm -hmm. right? I'm sorry, it wasn't Alice in Chains. It was Chains Addiction. They're nominated in 17, which is the first year they're eligible. But until Rage gets in, we have Jane's Addiction. We have Soundgarden. We have... The pumpkins. Uh, what? The Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. Smashing Pumpkins. Sonic uh, Youth. Like, all of those groups. Sonic Youth, even. Uh, Social Distortion. Like, there are tons of bands who at least need to be considered that aren't getting considered because the space isn't getting cleared. And the thing is, too, I wonder how many voters... Because the voters are a different group than the nominating committee. So that's something that 100%. has to be very, very clear. And a lot, like a lot of people may not necessarily be aware of that. So how many of the, of the people voting are thinking, well, it's, I don't feel right about voting for somebody who might have nominated himself, even though they know he didn't. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, voter B brought that up. It's like, oh. I'm sure they're only here. has nothing to do with Tom Rowan on there. And that one I, that one I didn't fault voter B for, because it does look like collusion. Right. Mm. Um, it looks like a Cheney committee, as I like to call them. Um, but, yeah. but they, I mean, they tried Soundgarden the one year that Rage wasn't there, and Soundgarden, from what I could tell, didn't do very well. Mm. Um, so they maybe this this is, might be a we got a couple of grunge bands in. We don't need any of the other early '90s bands, which would be insane, but possible. But again, we're not even like we didn't bring up Stone Temple Pilots, for example. Like oh, there are a lot, there are a lot of those bands that were very important to the development of music in the early '90s who are just not going to considered at all because Rage is still on the ballot. And it's it's not like you would think that this group has an anti-grunge early '90s alt anti-bias, but maybe they do. Well, I mean, I mean the Foo Fighters, I guess technically are an offshoot of this group. But like looking back, you have Foo Fighters, you had Nine Inch Nails got in, and then I, Radiohead, I guess is sort of the same time period, but not the same type. Yeah. And you have nothing. You have Pearl Jam in seventeen, and then nothing going back to hit Nirvana in fourteen. Like none of the other groups. Or I guess Green Day in fifteen, even though they're not Chicago, they're or not they're not Seattle, Chicago. But like, uh, I just, I don't know. They need to get Tribe, uh, uh, not Tribe Quads. The Rage Against the Machine out of there one way or another. And I don't know if anyone else gets voted for until Rage is in. You okay, how, what, imagine if they would have put them as the musical excellence. Oh, that, that would have caused a riot. They can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like to point out that the Roots haven't been nominated either. Just, my quest love being on the committee and there's somebody who deserves some consideration as well but so, would you put you, you wouldn't put them ahead of uh rage though would you no yeah no i would not so but anyway so those are the nominees um that'd be a winner quest love yes that is correct mm -hmm. um so just coming up by the way eligible next year for the first time i have a whole bunch here yeah, rim off. uh but 
the leaders of the pack, I guess, if we're going and going in alphabetical order more than anything else. And as much as I love the Ataris, I'm not going to seriously consider that. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess black eyed peas. Sorry, bright eyes, who was a big thing on our on our list. Everyone brought them up for some reason. Um, Creed. I don't think the hall will welcome them with arms wide open. Um, Destiny's Child. They're not going to put them in before Beyonce, as weird as that sounds. No. Uh, as much as I love flogging Molly, I just had to mention they're not getting in. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Limp Biscuit. That's, you know, that's, well, it's people, an interesting people, one. People hate them, but, you know, they're, in, in many ways, that, that generation's kiss, because they made a lot of people go to concerts. They made a lot, a lot of people love their music, and a lot of people probably picked up a guitar because of it. True. It's Fred Durst talented. Talent doesn't have anything to do with being a big rock star, though, really. No, it doesn't, but he was just good enough to get a record deal. And there was some there was something charismatic about the guy. Yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but it worked yeah. for enough, I guess. It did. Yeah. Uh, Missy Elliott. That one I like. I like do you think her pretty much going to re early retirement, let's just say, does that help or hurt her? Because she didn't have a decline. She did not. Which she probably would. I don't know. Because they, they all, everyone does. Yeah, of course. You know. I, I don't know. So, but she's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, most, most deaf uh, Muse, which will be interesting. I don't think Muse is getting in right away, but eventually would not shock me to see Muse get in. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I love Natalie and Brulia, but she's never getting in. Uh, Nico Case. Is an interesting court uh, case, I guess, not to do that. Um, of Montreal, I'm just bringing up, even though they're not getting in because they're not actually from Montreal. Uh, Puff Daddy is up. I understand, but in terms of you want to talk to history of music, can you write it without Puff Daddy? I'd like to. Fair enough. I'd like to write it without sticks, but it still exists. <laughs> uh, actually, I, you know what? I'll keep sticks if I get dumb train. Um, queen. That may be my next time. My I was I've always joked about doing a tournament of just worst queens lines from songs, and uh, saying when is the actual worst queen uh, line from Train. I'm sorry, Train songs. Yeah. What's the worst line from a Train song? There are some real bad ones. You know that's got to be a uh, next March Madness. We gotta we gotta sort of like do that one together. Maybe just the worst bands of all. Time. I know it's been done. Yeah, well, actually, actually, the one I was thinking of, and I've been doing a little research on, I may do it later this summer, is best second songs from One Hit Wonders. Ooh. Okay. Because there are some second songs from One Hit Wonders I love that never made it. Like, uh, from, uh, the, uh, from the Verve Pipe, there's a song called Photograph, uh, which they made a mistake as not promoting as their second song. Because they had the freshman... And then they tried doing the title tag villains, which is an only an okay song. And that was the end. Photograph is a great song. And they never really promoted it, never went anywhere. But there are a bunch of bands that have like great second songs and just never quite made it. So 
I've been doing a lot of research on that. So, cause I don't have enough to do either. Um, Queens of the Stone Age. An interesting I like, one. I, li I like them a lot. Uh, it might be one of the, might be one of the, if I ever went to their concerts, I might be one of the few not partaking. <laughs> Fair enough. That's just Inclu not including the band. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sia. God, that's right. Yep. Uh, uh, that's a real interesting one because clearly talented, but her, her the last two years of, of, of her have not been good. They have not. That is true. Yeah. The mostly from just okay. I'm 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 going to be a director now, and then wind up putting out shit and then offending people. Wow. Wow. Uh, the the leaders of the Iceland invasion, Sigur Rós. You you laugh. We've got four bands from Iceland who have, no, who have hit the charts in the U.S. No, so. they're, they're actually very good. But I know. But Sigur Rós, can you name the four bands from Iceland who've hit the? I know this top of my head. The four bands from Iceland hit the top forty in the U.S. Bjork. Bjork is two. All right. What are previous band the Sugar Cubes? I guess they did too. So I, that's five. So that's three. Who am I missing with the other two? I don't know. They're both active right now. I probably don't even know they're from Iceland. Uh, Kaleo. Okay. And uh, of Monsters and Men. Oh, okay. So I didn't even know. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, also the band I've seen accidentally twice, uh, Smash Mouth, is up next year. Uh, That's why you're a rock star. Yes. Hey, now. I actually saw them the first time with Third Eye Blind, who's also eligible for the first time next year. Um, and then after that, we have Will Smith. Probably a bad year for his first year. I'm sorry, Will? Will Smith. Will Smith, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Will Smith doesn't have to swear records. Well, I do. So F him and F you too, as Eminem would say. And uh, Wyclef Jean is also eligible. So, of course, others like Five for Fighting and Godspeed, You Black Emperor, and Night. Love them. Eight degrees. Yeah. So there's Mudvayne. OAR, Crazy Game of Poker. You know, and I'll just say this now. For all those saying, hey, how come you still have these people on your list? Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. Give me a month, all right? Just... Where, 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 where are you putting Marcy Playground and Leanne Womack? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Har Har Harvey Danger. Imogen Heap. Harvey Danger. What was that one song that was a flag? Par Sit up. Paranoia, paranoia. Everybody's coming to get me. Yeah. Now, so now anyway. all of a sudden I want to screw a pie. <laughs> Careful, they'll cut off your legs and now you'll be an amputee. God damn you. Mm -hmm. so. All right, so that's, that's the list this year. So I think they did a pretty good job, honestly, with the list they had. Uh, who's the biggest surprise for being elected for you? You said Lionel, Lionel Richie for sure. I, I just don't see it. I I would love someone who voted for him explain how they they made them one of their five. I, I would love to to hear that. I don't get it, but I don't hate the guy. I mean, I I just don't see. Him. I never saw him as anything special even back then. Yeah, I, he's my biggest surprise as well. 
Um, also say he's the only African-American who got voted in directly. So I don't know if that well, is interesting. I didn't even uh, my, my biggest surprise not voted in for you? Not voted in? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I would say this, but I, I'm, I'm going to say Beck, even though the pattern was there that he wouldn't. Right. But I mean, looking I, at I, all, the, all these ones before, we knew Tribe wasn't going to. Uh, Kate was definitely not going to. And the reasons I said about MC5 and New York Dolls, Rage would have been a close second because I would think. I don't know. I, I, I have trouble seeing Devo in general. So yeah. for me, it's Rage, Beck, and I guess Dionne Warwick, but there's too many women. Somebody who's going to get left off. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, Dion's I think it's the one too that I, I don't, I never really bought for this. I, I buy her over Lionel. 100%. 100%. But yeah, I think my biggest surprise not getting in, I'm saying it again, is Chaka Khan. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, don't, and I, I totally get that. All right. So that kind of concludes all the fun part, which means since we kind of did our elevator up, elevator down, you had a lot, you're good, you're bad, and you're ugly. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and you and you worked your smorgasbord of shit in there a little bit there with us re having to reset the numbers. <laughs> well, I'm good at that. I'm good for something. Yeah. Uh, so that just leaves, oh man, we're really ending on a downer here. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some stuff to promote at the end. So okay. it won't be that. Bad. Yes, there's that. So, yeah. Um, so, and it's not that long a list this week anyway. Um, so hopefully we can get through this quickly. Uh, I'm going to start with a very, not that well-known name, uh, but Kylie Posey passed away, committed suicide at the age of 16. Uh, one of the girls from Toddler and Tiaras. Uh, best oh, so note, best note for her meme. Her, she has the meme of that little girl making a face like this to the side. Yeah, it, it's, it's a meme you've seen all over the internet. Uh, she unfortunately committed suicide at the age of 16, which is okay. I, I read that she died, but I didn't click on it because it's like I never watched the show. But suicide, yeah. yeah, suicide. But I mean, the, the meme if you saw the meme, you would know what instantaneous. I'll, I'll look that up after. So, like, was she battling well, obviously depression, I suppose, but who, who knows? So, yeah, th think um, of that when you anyway. want to put your kids on TV, huh? Yeah, that's the thing. You want to, if you like George Clooney. Always says one of the greatest things that happened to him was he didn't become famous till much later. Because he had a chance to be a real person for a while first before he became famous. It really screws with everybody. No, it, it probably didn't hurt either that he had a semi-famous aunt. True. You know, to sort of and Rosemary Clooney was more than semi-famous. Okay, but by the time that he by was the time he came out, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean like that wasn't exact, you know, it wasn't exactly a huge, a huge name. I, I think my favorite Clooney thing, although I gotten shit from uh, my partners in one of the other shows when they said, okay, who's the best Batman? I said Clooney. And I, and I said, because I think they dropped the fucking ball with him on that. That's just my take. What do I know? I still think Michael Keaton was a pretty good Batman. He was. I, I, I think I just look at what Clooney should have been. Because afterwards we know we now know that he had the acting jobs we didn't then mm -hmm. and i'm saying this with 2022 vision so what do i know and i yeah, i don't know anything oh maybe i'll get hate mail for that i get it for enough enough things anyway hey nobody knows where i live so it works out well um so uh, also passing away just a couple of uh 
famous names for different reasons. Joanna Barnes passed away, an actress who was in everything, including being the uh, woman who got in the way of the two parents from the 1961 version of Parent Trap, uh, passed away at the age of 87. She was literally in everything from 1956 through like 2000. Um, by a very well-known actor. If you knew her, you saw her, you knew who she is. And one of the last uh, whack pilots, Millie Bailey passed away at the age of 104. I'm sorry, whack? Uh, Women's Air Corps. I- I'm not uh, familiar with this. Oh, you're not familiar with the whack? No. Uh, sorry, Women's Army Corps. Okay. So she was cur- the commander of the Women's Colored Detachment. Okay. Uh, so she, a- African-American pilot, female pilot, Mm-hmm. Uh, in the World War II, uh, passed oh. away at the age of 104. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. Okay. So look more of that up. That's cool. So anyway, uh, from the world of football, uh, we lost uh, 1961 All Pro Eric Barnes uh, passed away at the age of 86. Uh, played for the Bears, Brown, uh, Giants, and Browns. First team all pro in 61, second team all pro in 59, 62, and 64. Made six Pro Bowls and is a member of the Cleveland Brown Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fourth, it's, 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 42nd pick in the fourth round. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, on, on, I believe, I don't remember what rank, but on my all time top 50 Cleveland Browns of all time on nothallofame.com, check that out. And on the tail end of the football list. There you go. Yeah. So he was. Uh, Defensive back, but played two ways uh, in the NFL and for Purdue. Uh, he passed away at the age of 86, um, following an unspecified lengthy illness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from the Canadian Football League, Quincy Williams passed away at the age of 61, uh, played for the Raiders and the Birmingham Stallions in the USFL. Also for the Arizona Outlaws, but he played mostly with the Stampeders, Blue Bombers, and Lions, uh, BC Lions. Won a great chip cup with the Blue Bombers in 1990. Defensive end and linebacker passed away at the age of 61. From the world of racing, we lost a couple of folks, including Lee Brayton, who was a car owner and member of the uh, championship car series. Passed away at the age of... How old was he? Excuse me. He was what's 34 to eight. He would be 88 years old, passed away at, in a nursing home uh, in his hometown of Coldwater, Michigan. Also lost British racing driver known as the racing dentist, Tony Brooks, uh, passed away at the age of 90. Um, he won the first uh win by a British driver in the British car in a Grand Prix since 19, in 1923 when he won in 1955. Uh, so he was 30, it was a 32 year drought that he, that he, uh, uh, that he won. He was actually the last surviving Grand Prix winner from the fifties. Hmm. Uh, the previous one, Sir Sterling Moss, who we talked about when he passed away in 2020 was the only other one. So he passed away, as I said, at the age of 90. Um, from the world of pretty much everyone else's world of music. Uh, so starting with Howie Pyro, who is a bass player for a whole bunch of, um, different punk, 
uh, bands, including The Blessed, uh, Freaks, D-Generation, PCP Highway, and also with Danzig from 2000 to 2003, passed away from COVID-19-related pneumonia at the age of 61. Mm. Um, we also lost Ray Fenwick, uh, English guitarist, session musician, uh, played a lot with uh, Spencer Davis Group, and the Ian Gillian band, which was or Gil, Ian Gillen band, which was Ian Gillen's Deep Purple, Deep Purple uh, after group, uh, passed away at the age of 75. Um, he died at his home. It didn't say from what. Then I, I guess technically the actor and okay. Sorry about that, everyone. Just had a bit of technical difficulties, uh, but I'm trying to come up with a WKRP joke. I got nothing. Let's move on. Well, actually, the, the person who has about to go to sort of interesting. So the person I would just bring it up when we lost everything was Rick Parnell, our drummer for Atomic Rooster. Hmm. Probably okay. more is the second time his death has been noted because he was also uh, Mick Trimpton, one of the drummers from This Is Spinal Tap. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> yes. Try to remember which one he was. Um, uh, hold on here. Drums. The, the most ludicrous running gag in a movie that makes no sense and it's hysterical. Yeah, well, I just remember what's that line? I bring it up all the time, but what's that line? He was your fourth drummer, right? No, fifth. Fifth. <laughs> what happened to him? He died. He uh, choked on vomit. Whether it was his or someone else, we're not sure. You can't really dust for vomit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, he passed away uh, at the age of 70 in Missoula, Montana. Hmm. Um, I don't know from what. And finally, the big name who passed away this week, Naomi Judd. From suicide, passed away at the age of 76. So, so it is suicide, because I... Yeah. They get Okay, because I, I just read that it was from mental illness, and then you assume so. Yeah. So she committed suicide in her home. Um, a day before she was to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, a long battle. I didn't know that she was depressed and that she was dealing with all, all these issues. Um, I knew she had to retire early because of hep C. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that she would make sporadic appearances here and there. <sighs> to be that successful, to have successful daughters and to feel like you've got nothing at some point. I, I don't, mental illness is so real. And I kind of wish, uh, a good friend of the show, Fonda Bryant, was here. Fonda is just this incredible lady who, uh, suicide survivor. You should check uh, 
just just her proud mom 72 on Twitter and just the, some of the things that she'll she'll talk about that like the face of mental illness is certainly not so easy to spot 100% and I guess along that, I can't even imagine what it must be like for Winona and Ashley. I guess more Winona, because no disrespect to Ashley, but they had that collaboration and right. the day before they were going to celebrate, which will probably forever be the most successful mother-daughter combo ever. They're, they're, I, can't imagine, I can't imagine there'd be another one. Like, how many, how many even are there? That I can think of none. Yeah, I mean, there's like... There's like the staple singers who have a whole family involved, right? Yeah, that, that doesn't count. But, but, but my point is that's not the same thing. But in terms of just like the Judds themselves, I, I can't think of another one that would even be you'd consider. You know, and they did cross over to a point. I mean, their music wasn't necessarily crossing over on the charts, but the concept did, if, if, if that makes any sense. Because mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot of country doesn't cross over to mainstream, saying that everyone knew who the Judds were back at back in that day, because there was nobody else like them. There was right. no other type of combo. This will sound awful, but this is probably what I knew was a MILF before I knew her, ever heard that term. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's an awful thing to sort of bring up now, but that's how a lot of, you don't think of the hot mom. But she was, mm -hmm. you know, she was the sultry one of the, of the duo. It was different and it wasn't an act. She, she just was like, but behind all that, it's just years and years and years of God knows what angst she had. I, I, I can't even imagine. Apparently she was taking lithium and that caused her alopecia and a whole bunch of other things that just made yeah. her feel worse yeah. about herself. And so... Uh -huh. As, as my dad always says, you know, about medicine, that's why they say it's practice. Yeah. Same thing a lot, to be honest. So, hmm. yeah. anyway, um, yeah, so Godspeed, uh, Naomi Chan. Yeah, I was, I'm going to have to find, I don't think they showed that uh, anywhere because I, I do want to find Winona's speech. I, I can't even imagine what that would have been. And the country hall, too. Uh, and shout out to Aaron Freeman, who put a lot of work into that section into not Hall of Fame, because I, I didn't write it. Uh, that was all done by Aaron Freeman, who did this phenomenal job putting together the list of those who should be considered for the country hall. But the country hall doesn't induct large classes like we just talked about with the rock hall. They're very, very small. So like this wasn't just a celebration of country music in general, of, of, of a lot of people. This is a really their their night of retrospect. Apparently, also too, they were going to go on tour for the last, I guess, the, the another farewell, not another farewell tour, but it was called the last tour or something like that. Like a ten city tour was booked to start in September, ten or twelve city. So there were obviously they felt that she was strong enough to to keep going in some capacity. I I don't know, like. I got nothing more to say. I mean, I'm trying to come up with something more articulate. I got nothing. Yeah. Other, I guess other than when somebody says they're struggling and you think, why? You've got everything. Oh. I mean, Brain's never know. 
the brain doesn't function the way you think it should. hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, um, so on a different note, just to give us something good to end on the, uh, the Seattle Sounders became the first uh, U.S. team hmm. to win a CONCACAF uh, Champions League. Okay, so let, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I wrote that down and then I figured with the rock hall that we weren't going to get to it. What does this mean for MLS? That they finally got over a hump they should have gotten over half a decade ago? Um, well, other than no. that, I mean, like now I know that the club World Cup doesn't really mean a lot because it's always won by someone in Europe. Right. Well, but, they're not going to. They're not going to go beat Barcelona or not Barcelona. Uh, uh, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, that game. And if you ever saw that game, Real and uh, and um, Man City. No, I missed it completely. Unfortunately, absolutely ridiculous game. So, um, uh, on, Manchester City. I'm sorry. Yeah, hold on. They lost to, yeah, Real. They lost three to one, but they needed to go two more minutes without Real scoring, and they scored twice in the last minute in order to force extra time, and they got a penalty shot. No extra time to eliminate Man City and move to the, uh, move to the Champions League final. Um, but, uh, yeah, what it means is a big – the big picture of things is that the U S and Mexican leagues are getting a lot closer. I actually think they're probably almost interchangeable at this point, which is a big step for us soccer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're probably on the same level. Mexico is probably uh, the next step up would probably be Argentina, Brazil type area. They're probably uh, better than a lot of the European Leagues now. When I say European leagues, I'm talking like Belgium and Hungary and Denmark and places like that. I'm not talking even the Netherlands or Portugal or some of the other just step below leagues. Um, but they're making their way up. Soccer has built slowly and strongly in the U.S. The MLS has done a good job of growing it within there, and there's legitimate fans now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, every team now, except for New England and there's one other, have a soccer-specific stadium, which is crazy when you think about it, right? Nashville just got the largest stadium in the MLS. Um, they were one of the last ones who didn't have one. So uh, it's growing leaps and bounds, and it's good for the sport in the U.S. Yeah. And just one, one final thing before I start plugging. Hey, Wimbledon, go fuck yourselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, and I, I've said it before, I'll say this again. I'm not pro-Russia. Ban Team Russia from a bunch of shit. Individual players, individual tennis players. What do they do? Yeah. Most of them are probably living in, not in Russia. Florida. You know, Boca Raton. Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 really gonna make you're really making a statement. Whoa, you know, we don't want to have them use any kind of propaganda for the Kremlin. Okay, yeah, because that's gonna change the whole thing around. I was against the war, and then Dmitry Medvedev won the uh, Wimbledon. So now I'm clearly for Russia. Yeah, because yeah, that's gonna that's gonna change everything. You know, especially ban the guy who will sort of like a, I forget what his name is. Might have been that. Uh, yeah, 
okay, yeah, who, who went, went on the camera thing and just said, no war. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, ban him, but... Uh, you know, the number, the current number two in the world. Yeah. So ban him, but we're, we're uh, known asshole Djokovic. Well, whatever. I mean, I, I shouldn't... I, I, I don't want him banned either, frankly. Yeah, but. I don't want him banned. So anyway, oh, um, right, we're going to start plugging stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll finish on the plugs. I like finishing on plugging. Okay. That's joke. However you want. Uh, I start plugging with uh, how the hell did this go? Number one, but we're not doing anything for the next couple of weeks. We eventually, cause Andrea is in Alaska. Mm-hmm. What is it about our friends going to freezing places? I, that's a very good question. That's a damn good question. Well, I mean, she's going on an Alaska cruise, so maybe she might come back with some captain. I think she's looking for the captain. With her luck, she's going to wind up with Tennille. Tennille's a good-looking lady. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, but when when she comes back, we're going to look at Prince's shitstorm of bat dance. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, And I'm hoping that we're going to have a special guest on that show, which is going to be Chris Bourdais. What does Chris do? He helps me with another sort of shitty show. It's how the hell did this crap, this crap was on national television. Tomorrow we're, we're recording the pilot of The Powers of Matthew Starr. That show was terrible. Do you remember that show? Well, blessedly no. You know, very fortunate. Well, yeah, here's what I learned. I, I just knew this was a really bad TV show based on some kind of made up superhero. What I didn't know was that they completely ripped off Superman and that it also starred Louis Gossett Jr. Hmm. I didn't know that. Cool. Well, yeah, this was the role he was in right after he won an Oscar. Turn off gentlemen. Gentlemen. Wow. Yes. That was released in June. This show comes out in September. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my God. He must have been so happy when that didn't get renewed. <laughs> All right. So we've got that. Uh, the Fumble Game is going to come up on. That's going to be the next episode of Classic Sports Review. So look for that pretty soon. Poor Ernest Spiner. Yes. Uh, the, Vin- the Vinny Show. Vinny Laspinuso makes the Hall of Fame case for. And the next one we just recorded that will go up soon is he made a Hall of Fame case for Theodore Roosevelt. And it's really, it's a really good case. And if you're thinking, what, the president? Yeah, the president. And it makes a lot of sense. It was actually my request too. So I'm pretty happy about that one. Next, cool. the next time it's probably going to be somebody, I got no. He'll probably make a case for how Lucy pulled the football away from Charlie Brown. He could, he'll, he'll, he'll make one. He'll come up with it. Fair enough. And that ends my plugs. I get no I, more. I have one. I have something to plug. Oh, I forgot to plug that. Please go ahead. So next Thursday, we're not going to be able to record. So we'll have to try and do oh. Wednesday or something. Okay. Um, because I am going to be on Twitch live streaming my first ever Dungeons and Dragons game that I'm going to be playing. So I, uh, I won an online auction. I'm going to be playing with Justice Armin, who is... Uh, uh, one of the main writers for Dungeons and Dragons at this point, uh, also Iranian, which is interesting. Uh, but we're going to be playing with him and Emma Fife and Sam DeLevy. I think it's how you pronounce the last name. I've never actually heard it pronounced. I've only ever seen her and stuff. Um, 
and three other folks were going to be uh, playing a one shot for charity. Uh, so the charity is Jasper's Jasper's Game Week, not named after your dog, okay. uh, but named after an anti-suicide or suicide prevention group uh, out oh, in California. So okay. it's raising money. It's raising money for suicide prevention. So well, we can we can all get behind that. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to be playing a uh, a wood elf uh, monk named Imoth Ember. So we will see that. Mm -hmm. I had to roll all my stats on him today. So okay. I, 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 I'm out of my element on this one, but uh, I am too, which is, I'm like, do I roll this myself? Are we rolling with you? What do I do? And he's like, just send me your character sheet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I had to come up with it myself today. Yeah, but I'm, I'm so out of this. I only know dice have six sides. Oh, there's, there's, sorry, they use 20s, 10s, 8s, 6s, and the deadliest of all dice, the four. The four sided die will kill you. How does that even work? It's uh, it's a triangle. <laughs> it's like a weird triangle thing. So. Oh, okay. So it's a pyramid. It's a pyramid, right? Okay. I know shapes. I learned them in preschool. Okay. I'm not so sure on colors. So. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, and also our last thing to plug: the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Evan and yeah, I created this awesome thing. Uh, this fall, we're going to announce. We're going to play the whole rock thing. We're not going to tell you when we're going to announce it. We're just going to do it. Now we, we are going to tell you. It's, it's uh, October. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something that you all vote on. So please go do that. www.notinhalloffame.com forward slash USA. And with that, wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, my friends. Take care, everybody.